Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome and thanks for being here. First off, shout out to Adam and everyone on the Cardboard Association Facebook group. Uh, so many of you have reached out and started following the podcast uh, after the Shriners show recap. So shout out to you guys. Thanks for being here. Uh, back in March, I did an episode, uh, my road to the national part one. And like everything else in a well thought out plan, two months later, almost to the day, so many things have changed. Airfare extended an additional day. I was flying home Sunday morning. I am now flying home Monday hotel also extended a day. Table upgraded from uh, two showcases to a larger space. The Wolfpack Network Group has a trade night event planned for Friday night at the Crown Plaza Hotel across the street from the convention center. Even down to the inventory I first planned that I talked about bringing uh, to National has completely changed. Uh, Originally talking about you know, RPAs, $1,000 to $5,000, um, a variety. Um, that has completely changed uh, to mostly cards priced from $200 to $1,400 range uh, with maybe a handful of higher-end cards that I've already acquired uh, that I'll keep in the inventory to bring out there. Uh, and I talked about from my observations, this being kind of a sweet spot, you know, setting up at shows, just getting out to shows. Um, I really think this price range is going to be my sweet spot anyways. You know, what what's good for me is not good for other people, right? Maybe some. So it, 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 if it, what I'm giving the information I put out there, what works for me, if it works for you, great. Um, I know people are going to be going to, you know, and I have to say, I'm going to have to, to, to change how I say this because I did have a listener say, man, if I could just get you to say the national and not national. So for you, I'm going to try to insert the the in front of it uh, the best I can. Can't promise you anything. But I know people are going to be going to the national, you know, to buy a grail cards. They always do. So many people you talk to say, my goal is to buy you know, this one big card because they know here is a place you'll be able to find it. My plan going out there this year was to find the Mike Tyson PMG. Uh, And I, I found it right. So now I don't have another grail card right now that in mind that I, you know, I'm going to be looking for out there because I found, I already I already completed the plan. And in fact, I should have put that at the bullet points at the beginning, you know, grail card to to seek out at the national. I already have. 
Um, and I know, I know, we all know there's a lot of money out there. There's a lot of big cards being sold out there, but that's kind of not my lane. You know, that's that's not that's not where 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 I need to be. And as we go along, you'll see why. Um, you know, when I was in Toronto, uh, I was trying trying. You know, I my goal was to sell hockey out there, uh, and I did sell a lot of my hockey. Although I didn't sell my high end cards. And a lot of the high-end cards, I went up to the dealers, you know, and they said to me, man, last year I would have bought all these cards because that's what we're selling. But this year, I, I can't touch those. They'll just sit in my case. It'll be it'll be money that will be just stuck sitting in my case. You know, this year, everyone wants the $500 to $1,500 cards. And, you know, we're talking Canadian currency. Um, so when I was out there, um, I was able to sell a number of cards to get Canadian currency to purchase my Mike Tyson card. I was able to find dealers. There was a good amount of dealers out there that were paying me American money and American comps for my American cards. So that allowed me to come back and take that money and, and you know, start buying as planned cards and those that price range, that two to fourteen hundred dollars to, you know, start preparing for the national. Um, I went to visit my, my buddy Alex this week, uh, at ideal cards in Terryville, Connecticut, a uh, really nice, uh, LCS. And, uh, he had a lot of the same things to say, you know, people are buying the lower end cards. He's even switched his store around, um, uh, in his cases that he used to have the higher end cards, he's moved them out and he's, you know, the most viewed cases, I should say, he's put lower end cards in there and he says they're selling, selling like crazy. Like can't keep them in, can't keep them in the case. Right. So, um, I listen to things like that and it just confirms the things that I'm thinking, you know, that this is, this is where I, I think people are comfortable. I think this is a comfortable lane, uh, for people to purchase in that price range. Uh, when I was in Toronto, I stopped at the Four Sharp Corners consignment booth. And I just started talking to the guys. I met Troy over there. And just in conversation, I asked what people were more likely to consign these days. Um, and he said the same thing. He said mostly high-end stuff. They're just It's tough to move at shows. It's tough to try to sell yourself online um, because pe people are afraid um, you, you know, to start it, start something that's high end at 99 cents and, you know, be afraid that, that it's going to go for too cheap and not. So people get nervous and they don't want to, you know, do it themselves. Um, so they'll pass them off to an auction house and, you know, obviously there's get more eyes. There's, there's a lot more eyes on, on, on you know, on, on auction. And even, you know, even though I know they, I see them on eBay, um, but they promise to do, you know, a lot of advertising, just like most of these consignment places do a lot of advertising and hope to get as many eyes on the card as possible. And then it's just a, a matter of, you know, wh who's going to pay for it. P people are going to pay comps. Uh, but even, even then a lot of these higher end cards right now are selling for under its current values, but probably getting more money through a consignment than they would through just doing it themselves. I mean, I, I've talked about putting stuff up on eBay, but I've, 
put it all on a buy it now price with a best offer. Uh, and uh, when I first put it up, there were a lot of cards. I mean, I moved a number of cards at the beginning. Now it seemed to slow down a bit. Um, I get some, you know, low ball offers on cards, but that's okay because that's part of my show inventory. Right. So I don't mind. Like I, it's, it's, they're, they're out there for somebody to look at when I'm between shows, because when I go to shows, I'll be bringing all these same cards to the shows. So whether they sell there or they sell at the show, it's, it doesn't matter to me as long as they sell. Uh, I talked about having to sell football before the season starts. Uh, and these cards uh, that I'm picking up, I feel are pretty liquid, right? These two to $1,400, they're all pretty liquid cards. Uh, and if they don't move at the national, they may move in. I shouldn't say they may, they should move in August. You know, like whatever I want to get rid of, if you, if you got a liquid card, they're going to move in, in, you know, even they talk about liquidating cards, you know, like trying to, I mean, I'm not in the business to take a loss on a card, but if, you know, I buy the cards at a good price and I can't make a profit, but I'm still able to move the card, I'm able to move the card. But I think when you get into those higher end cards, those higher end RPAs, if you don't move them, move them at the national, uh, it's a lot tougher and you feel a little bit more desperate in August. Uh, if it's something that you planned on moving and cashing out of, uh, and, and, you know, when you get a little desperate like that, you're usually selling them for a lot less than you wanted to. So as a buyer, if you're, if you're in the right place at the right time, Right. And this was a card you wanted. It may be uh, it may be a, a great deal, a, a great deal for you to buy this. Um, but for me, I, I don't want to be sitting on cards. I sat on cards. I have cards and I talked about, you know, a few cards, higher end cards I'll bring, you know, this year uh, because I purchased those cards last year to bring and they didn't sell. So now. I've had these cards. I put these cards in my case. I've carried what carried them with me for the whole year. Um, I would not sell them at a discount because I felt there were just awesome cards. And I would, before I sold them at a discount, I would just keep them myself. And they're the same cards I put in my case and people come up and be like, man, that is a good looking card. Right. So sooner or later, someone's going to pull the trigger on that card. And, you know, I'm glad I've held on to them. There's a number of cards that I've, you know, I've held on to for a while that I said, you know what, I'm just not going to let it go for less than I paid for it. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I held on to those cards because I think they're great cards. And I still I'm still confident. That with this upcoming season, they will move. Um hopefully before September. <laughs> um, I talked about my pickups from Shriners, you know, all in that desired range. Uh, and it was, you heard on Monday's episode, it was just a great day for me to get up there. Uh, and, you know, coming in cash heavy, I was able to buy stuff, um, you know, and, uh, you know, a couple, three pieces together, a three piece, a three piece. Um, 
that that's happened to me a lot as a dealer where somebody comes up and says, I like this card. I like that card. I like this card and, and want to work out a price. And I'm about 50, 50 accepting, you know, the price, depending on the price ranges of the cards and not accepting it. Just saying, you know, we're too far apart. I understand you want to deal buying them together, but I just can't get there. I can't get there on these three cards. I, I need more for these three cards. And I found the same thing, you know, that I was doing on the other end. It was, you know, I felt that I was getting some of the same information uh, that I was giving when presented those opportunities. Um, so it's not easy. And and I think I listened back um, Monday's episode and, and I think I kind of came across like it was real easy to do this and it wasn't. And, and I don't want you to think it's easy. Like if you have, if you're cash heavy, you could just go in and pick three or four cards out of someone's case and just offer them whatever they want. And they're going to take it. It wasn't easy. It's never easy. And if you're, if you participate in the hobby and you get out to shows, you know, it's not easy. It's, it's, you never know who you're dealing with on the other side of the table. Um, and sometimes you give a little on certain cards and sometimes you get a little on certain cards. But at the end of the day, if the prices can work out and you think you're in you're within that price range that you can make that work for you, then it's great to get it. I just didn't want to um, come off saying I didn't want anybody thinking that it was just easy to go. Uh, and as long as you're buying multiple cards from one person, you can get this really great deal. But I mean, there's a deal to be had for certain, you know, some people and not others, but it's not going to happen all the time. And you have to work at it. It's all in negotiation. And you just kind of have to know your numbers on each card and then add it up. Right. And it's exactly what I did. I went through each card. I figured out what the comp was. I figured out what I wanted to pay for the card. Right. And then I took the three cards and I added them together. Now I'm at a price and this is what I'm offering. So if the dealer is coming back to me saying, you know, I want a hundred dollars more, can I find a hundred dollars in these cards? And if I can, then I can take the deal. If I can't, I'll say, I can't find another hundred dollars in these cards. I could find $50 in these cards, or I could find $40 in these cards or $60. This is what I can find in the card. And this is what makes sense to me. And if, if he agrees upon it and you shake your hand, you're good, right? You make the deal. But I, I, I did this a number of times and, you know, more times it ended with no handshake than it did a handshake. Um, I just told, showed, talked about and showed you the deals I got, but I didn't talk about the deals that I didn't get that, that maybe we were so far off that, uh, we wouldn't, we weren't even close. So again, I just want to say it's all, you know, you just have to get out there. It's all working. It's all, um, just negotiating, trying to get the best deal you can. Um, I'll be at the Mount Kisco, New York card show, uh, this Sunday, I'll be shopping for more of the same stuff. Um, so if you are there, definitely, uh, or you plan on being there, definitely message me or look for me there. Say hello. Uh, I'll be there first thing Sunday morning. I like that show. I've been to that show a number of times. Uh, I missed it this last time. I, they only hold it every few months. Uh, and I just think it for me, it's just always been a great buying show. I've never left that show not feeling great about the deals that I got at that show. So 
Uh, and I think I've been to that show four or five times over the last uh, couple years. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to going to, to, going to the show. Um, uh, here we are, one week post-draft. Uh, and it appears some of the football comps are going up. Um, and this is really just me watching sales on eBay, looking for patterns, looking for consistencies, um, something that I like to do. I have a lot of extra time and I like to, you know, I have a number of cards or certain cards that I'm always watching the prices on just to see where they're going. Cause I just feel that if these prices go up or down on these particular cards, it's, it's pretty equal for, for most, um, and I do this with a lot of Mahomes cards um, because I here's a guy that I feel that um, his prices are so high, right? So if I see prices going up on his cards, then generally you're going to see prices go up on other cards. Um, and if his prices come down, you generally see prices go down on other cards. So uh, it's just like I said, it's patterns and consistencies that I look for. And I'm always watching just to get an idea of, you know, what's going on online on eBay. And I know um, you can't trust all those sales on there, but I'm able to trust enough of the sales um by just getting an average. Uh, so if I see one card has sold, then I'll just give you uh, a, for instance, uh, a 2017, um, the optic pink and a PSA nine, cause that's just a card that I, I purchased. Right. So we see some comps at it and um, I, on the first numbers I'm going to throw out because I know there were some low numbers and I don't have the exact numbers, but I think they were around the $600, you know, the 550, 580, 600, 620. I think they were kind of around there. And then all of a sudden, um, Sunday night, I saw a sale for $711. Uh, and then Monday night, um, I saw a sale, I think it was about 7.30 or 7.35. Uh, and last night, I think it was 7.29, right? So um, consistently, the prices have come up. Hopefully, they'll stay there or hopefully they'll go up a little higher, all right? But um, I know it's tough on his cards because the prices are so high to begin with, even though... You know, he just won his second Super Bowl, right? And I think his prices kind of held held pretty close. Uh, February, March, April, here we are in May, and now they've climbed up a little. I mean, good news for me, good news for people who are holding uh, Patrick Mahomes cards, right? But if his cards come up, then we know like Joe Burrow's cards are going to come up uh, and, and, and other quarterbacks that... Um, have been popular uh, over the last, you know, year or two, um, or I should really say over the last season, because some of those quarterbacks have dropped dropped off a little bit too. So yeah, it's just it's something I do. It's just patterns and consistency. Um, and my plan with all these cards, no matter what happens with these comps, 
no matter what happens that I see where it's jumping up to or where it's going. I All these cards that I'm buying, I'm closeting these cards. I'm not going to be bringing them to shows. Um, I've, I'm committed to strong hands just to keep them here. Uh, I have um, a decent amount of inventory here that I can fill up a table and the, ne the next shows that I'm doing. Um, this is May. I think I'm doing the, I know I'm doing the Fenway show at the end of May. We have a Springfield show coming up at the beginning of, uh, I think it's June 5th. Um, I am going to, I am going to the Chantilly show, um, third week in June around the 21st, 22nd. I don't have the dates for that. Uh, so there's three shows that I'm planning on doing, and I believe I have enough inventory to put out and not put out any of these cards that I'm picking up that I plan on taking to the national. Um, you know, I know, I know because I, you know, I, I get comments and, and, you know, I hear the way, you know, people are, people talk about dealers, right? And I know a lot of people think dealers get cards at ridiculously low prices and make huge profits. And there may be some that do that. I am not going to say that it doesn't happen. I'm going to tell you it, it doesn't happen to me, right? Uh, there's nowhere that I go out and get a card at a ridiculously low price. I may be able to buy a card, right? That has gone up in value and then make a trade to somebody else knowing that I bought a card at 200, the value went up to 500 and I traded for a $600 card. So at the end of the day, it cost me 200 for a $600 card, but it may have been two months, three months, four months, five months in between that. It didn't happen like in one day or one hour or something like that. Um, so what I will tell you is for me is buying when people are selling and selling when people are buying. So exactly what I'm talking about now and what I've been doing is buying these cars and just holding them, right? If I can get them at a good deal right now, because there's people at these shows, right? That's all they sell is football. So they have to, if they want to be a dealer and they have to set up, I was that guy. I was that guy a couple of years ago, right? All I had was football and then the football season started and I had football and, you know, people are saying, well, this card's only selling at a hundred, but you have a $200 price on it. But I know it sold for $250 in August, but now here is September, October. It's only selling for a hundred dollars, right? So if you want to have sales, you have to sell it, right? So, so I, I do, am I taking advantage of that market? Maybe I am, right? Maybe that's what I should be saying. I'm just taking advantage of people selling at current comps when I know that these comps are going to go up um, on some of these cards. And I'm hoping, I shouldn't say I know it, I hope some of these comps are going to go up on these cards because this is really, you know, the plan of action. Uh, there's no guarantee. There's absolutely no guarantee. And I can tell you, I've probably got stuck with as many cards that I lost value with than cards with the same amount of cards that I gained value with. So it's not a guarantee thing. It's not me saying, Hey, I'm, I'm buying these Mahomes cards now and they're going to, they're going to go up 30 or 40% come July. There's no guarantee for that. I can only hope I can only say there's patterns of this happening and I hope it happens for me, but 
there's no guarantee it's going to happen. And at the end of the day, I could be stuck holding all these cards saying, well, I may have to take a loss. And you here on the podcast, you're going to be the first to know because I don't hold any punches. I tell you exactly what I do and what happens. And whether it's good or bad, you're going to be the first to know. Uh, next week, sports card therapists will be on for another collaboration episode. Uh, looking forward to that. That's all I got for you today. Have a great weekend. Uh, and again, if you're going to be at the Mount Kisco show, look for me, stop me, say hello. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.